Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say early mornings yeah. are going to be rough ones for us. On. I know. I know. Yeah. I was, so yesterday I had the um, TED Talk recording mm-hmm. thing and that shit lasted like six hours. And then afterwards I had to, yeah, it was so long. And afterwards I had to go grocery shopping and then I was so excited to go home I was like, yes, I'm going to, like, take a bath, have some wine, and then just, like, chill. And then I remembered, motherfucker, I got to watch Firebirds. (laughs) (laughs) It was really just a damper on my evening even more. (sighs) So were you the first one to go for the TED Talks? Like, you had to sit through all of them, right, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, so I had to sit through all of them. And I I was in the middle, so there was, like, nine people that had to record, and I think I went... Mm. So, like, I had the anxiety of, like, waiting to go, but then after, at least I wasn't the last person to go and didn't have to, like, sit through all of that. I felt so bad for the people that had to wait, because that was just, oh, man. It felt so good to just be done with that shit, and then afterwards, just, like, waiting through everyone, I was like, all right, come on, let's fucking go. (laughs) I want to be done. And, like, the, so afterwards, um, so throughout rehearsals, we always had, like, this primarily like one other person that we would like go through our talk with and the person that I was paired with um I was kind of like I mostly talked to him throughout the entire time and turns out that he has a Tesla and I was like and he oh, saw like no. my water bottle you know oh, yeah. with my Tesla cigar he's like Arr, <laughs> you ever riding a Tesla before I was like oh my god <laughs> I was like so this was already a long day I was like no, I haven't. And then he's like, you want to go for a ride? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I was like, I might not have another chance. Yeah. Let's go. It's, it's just going to be around the block. And so um, uh, he, he took me for a ride in his Tesla. And it was fucking crazy. Like, that car is so cool. And, like, he showed me the, like, the, the like, I think it's called, like, the ludicrous mode or, like, the oh shit mode where, you know, it does go, like, zero to like a hundred and like 3.5 seconds it was so fucking scary (laughs) it was so fun though i was like this car is fucking ridiculous and then he like showed me the the autopilot mode and how it would just like stop at the stoplight and like it would sense when the light turned green like that car was just insane but I was like part of me hated going in it because I'm like he's just trying to show off right now and yeah. I was just kind of yeah. be like a look at my crew car <laughs> and I was like I fucking hate this but at the same time this car is really cool and I really <laughs> like it <laughs> but yeah so that was kind of how the day ended up wrapping up and so I got tried in Tesla finally which was really fucking awesome but that is pretty cool other than that and you didn't have to suck yeah, anybody's it, dick to do it, so it was... I know, I know, I know, that's, that's the best thing about it. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah, so, what'd you do yesterday? Fuck, what was yesterday, Saturday? Oh, I went to the zoo. Yeah. That's what I did. Oh, yeah! It that's was, right, I saw your story. It was, um, kind of, not, I wouldn't say awful, but... Like, it wasn't ideal. (laughs) It kind of reminded me of going to Cedar Point because uh, the indoor exhibits were um, so crowded that you basically were standing in a line that was just slowly shuffling. Like, you were just Mm -hmm. in a line to walk through the indoor stuff. 
which was awful. And, you know, everybody's crowded in there two feet from each other with masks on. They still, even though the Mm -hmm. state has lifted the mask mandate, a lot of places still will require you to wear them. And the zoo Mm -hmm. is one of them. They, They only really require it inside of buildings. But, yeah, I mean, they weren't doing anything to... To maximize social distancing, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was interesting. And then it got really cold and windy about partway through. Uh, Um, You know, uh, it's just always that shit wind out here. But it was still pretty mm -hmm. cool to see the cute ones. And then all the people there were just really annoying. So we left and (laughs) continued our day. (laughs) Yeah. People tend to ruin everything. So that's the downfall. Yeah. Um. Speaking of zoo, have you uh, have you played Zoo Tycoon? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Me neither. The hype for it just went down so quickly after the yeah. first week we talked about it. Like I literally haven't even touched it since. Yeah. Oh god. I I filled in all the usable space of that big zoo that I was talking about, and then I was like, well, I guess. Uh-huh. I'm done. So yeah, <laughs> yep. I feel that. Yeah. So this uh, this movie, man. Yeah. Firebirds. You want to introduce ourselves quick? <laughs> okay. So I'm Jesse uh, and I'm Aaron and we're the Cage Queens. I lost just a little bit of control there, but now everything's cool. Oh. What are we talking about this week, Aaron? It's early. Hold up. Let me scroll back up to the notes. <laughs> I'm just like not in the right headspace to talk about this because it's like so not our normal schedule. I know. <laughs> it just seems so weird. All right. Well, we'll just kind of give it our best shot here. So uh, this week we're talking about Firebirds, which came out in 1990, and I just finished watching it this morning. So mm. I'm ready to go, sort of. Uh, <laughs> the movie is essentially, um, it's been described as like a Top Gun knockoff, um, but mm-hmm. with helicopters instead of, I don't know what they fly in Top, top Gun because I've never seen it. So, Me neither. <laughs> so, I mean, not really relevant to, to anything I really have to say. You literally, yeah, I literally <laughs> just read that it was a Top Gun knockoff, and that's the only reason why I know it's a Top Gun knockoff, because other people have said it, exactly. not from personal experience. No, that's why I said it, it said to be, not, not that I know from yeah. personal experience. Yeah. Um, yes. The main character is Nicolas Cage. He plays... Uh, a pilot, Jake Preston, who sees um, all of his buddies get blown up in South America by some rogue helicopter that's working for, I think, the drug cartel that's, you know, some cocaine thing in South America. So um, Nick Cage sees them all get blown up and he gets sent back to the U.S. to uh, <laughs> to give them, you know, the DL on, on what's going down because he saw it all firsthand. So... Then he become he gets to be part of a training program to go back and fight this guy and be help the DEA uh, get the criminals and there's a lot of montages and and Tommy Lee Jones in it as another guy who's <laughs> training them to fly these helicopters and there's a whole bunch of shit that happens and there's a love story and it's just yeah a classic PG thirteen comedy action movie. 
it's just kind of like a film that screams patriotic in every um part that they can squeeze it in mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just felt very like USA USA <laughs> yeah so it was kind of like cringy to watch just because like oh god but oh yeah I mean yeah. the the movie the intro the intro after the three minutes of helicopters flying around to some real uplifting music there's a there's a quote that scrolls up by george bush who i think was president of the united states at that time in 1989 i don't know what the quote is i'm not gonna read it um it's just some dumb american thing probably a republican thing uh but yeah (laughs) that's how the movie opens and i knew i was in for a real thriller after that i know i know i was like oh no we're quoting george it was his dad right not george w but right. george george H. Yeah. w bush or the senior george yeah. senior. yeah i like to senior. think of him <laughs> yeah i was like oh god we're gonna, this is how we're gonna start huh <laughs> so that really prefaced the film quite well to reflect kind of the 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 vibes that it was gonna be throughout but mm-hmm. yeah it was um it was very like bland I thought like oh, the yeah. movie itself like there was nothing like th- like thrilling about it there was nothing about like there was just nothing that was exciting going on it was all very like one one note <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it was very different from everything that we've seen Nick do so far there's mm-hmm. it's it's a very um like commercial movie you know like it was it's yeah. something you would see get played on uh, TV with the little yeah, like, bleeps and edits over the swearing and yeah like during the day at like 2 p.m. when just like <laughs> yeah it'd be something that'd play in the afternoon <laughs> on, on like AMC or something yeah so like you said it kind of starts out with Nick Cage like getting a motive to get revenge and kind of be the best um helicopter pilot that he can be and um kind of Tommy Lee Jones is introduced and his character's name was Brad Little. And he's kind of like this um, expert in these this new type of helicopter that, um, you know, can go vertically, horizontally, like it can sneak up. I think, is that the, the Apache helicopter uh-huh. or whatever? And so, yeah, and so he is brought in to kind of teach all the, the helicopter pilots like how to use this like new technology that they were going to bring into um into the game and so yeah and you know his character is struggling because he's used to being the best and he's used to being like you know the 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 top guy and now he's kind of seen all these young bucks getting ready to take over the game and he's kind of losing some of his uh self-esteem <laughs> because he's like he's like ah shit nick cage is better than me yeah he's getting ready <sighs> to go through a midlife crisis is what i was yep. you know what i was guessing because this is about the time like my dad at this time in his life was very close um close to buying a sports car he did eventually buy a sports car and wore ripped jeans and drank a lot of energy drinks for a while <laughs> went tanning all the time my dad was really cool oh god <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like the the um kind of what this character was starting to embody too. Like he started picking up boxing again and like, whoa, yeah, I was the champ in 
college. <laughs> like, settle down, Gramps. And everyone kept calling him Grandpa or Old Man. And so that kind of just fueled him. But yeah, he um he kind of saw something in, in Nick Cage's character and was like, I think you can be the best. And, mm-hmm. you know, kind of pushed him to to be um com- like able to fly these special helicopters. Mm-hmm. Boy, you're gonna be busy as a three-pecker goat. Besides um Nick Cage and Tommy Lee Jones, there's another character. I don't know her real name. Sean Young. Yeah, Sean yeah. Young is the actress that plays the love interest, whose character in the movie is uh, Billy. Billy Lee Guthrie. I think I've heard of you. And so she kind of plays this like. We first see her on screen, I think, and Nick Cage is like, whoa, like already infatuated with her. And then we kind of learned that they had a history. Did mm-hmm. the movie ever show that they had a history or we just... No, they don't give us any flashbacks or stories or anything. So uh, it's slowly revealed. Like at first we think that th- he's just hitting on a random person. But then we find out that they know each other, that they dated, that they were actually engaged. But we don't even know if they officially broke up. Um, that was not even yeah. revealed. So that's about the extent of the relationship that we know. And and she left uh, to go fly. Um, and he wanted her to be a stay-at-home uh, yeah. wife, you know, raising wife. the kids yeah. kind of uh, thing. But she wanted to, to do what she wanted to do. And so she left yeah. to go do it. Um, yeah, so I'm guessing that's probably why the the relationship kind of fell out because she pursued her own dreams and not what Nick Cage wanted for Mm -hmm. her. But now he sees her, you know, in a similar, in the same field that he's in. And he's like, whoa, I'm attracted to you still. And yeah, but he's still a dickhole to her. uh, Goes about, yeah, he's very just like abrasive with his feelings about her and like, Mm-hmm. Very sexual harassing. Oh, talk about that whole scene later. Once uh-huh. We talk about the black box, but oh god, yeah. Uh, but like the the big conflict um, before the actual fighting, like the air to air combat scene at the end. Uh, there's a huge conflict with um, Tommy Lee Jones and Nick Cage because uh, Nick. I I'm just can keep referring to him as Nick. Fuck his character. I know name. it's easier. It's just easier. <laughs> so uh, Nick is in like this black box uh, training uh, exercise, uh, his test where he has to use um, his like was it his right eye? He has to use that mm-hmm. to aim, like to do sight, and he also like he has to basically fly blind, and he has to learn how to control the plane. With using only like the instrument panel and the what's the readouts there, but then looking separately through his eye piece and somehow like combining those things. It's like using two party mm-hmm. two parts of your brain separately or using your two eyes separately, like a chameleon or something. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But either way, he couldn't do it. He couldn't separate yeah. his his fields of vision and uh, failed the test and was told that he wasn't going to be able to, to fly on the mission and he was just going to be kicked out. And so he doesn't really know why he failed at this point. He just is freaking out because he can't do it. Um, it's finally the limit that, that he's reached. 
Yeah, because he is like prides himself on being such a good pilot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the iconic scenes, I guess, of this movie is he's in the flight simulator and Tommy Lee Jones is like pushing him towards like the expert level to try to like, you know, trip him up. And he's just like doing so good and kept yell- yelling. Yeah. And so, like, his level of confidence is just, like, sky high. And then all of a sudden, now there's this one thing that he can't do. And so he's mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't get it. Why do I suck at this when I'm so good at everything else? Right. And so Billy, um, like, goes, you know, to, to, to him to figure out oh. or to tell him, like, you know, that it's just an eye dominance thing. She kind of proves it to him by making him, you know, pretend to shoot her and how he, you know, only opens one eye when he does it. And she's like, well, that can be fixed and you can do it. Like, you should be able to to fix that and take the test again and pass. And so he goes to um, back to Tommy Lee Jones and basically begs him to, to help him out. And he, of course, refuses. He's like, you failed, you failed, you failed. Um, so no. And then back at home, he like is up all night and he can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> and is, he's yeah. talking to his wife and it turns out that our boy Tommy also had the same issue when he was oh trying to fly. <laughs> so like she's yeah, just like, why don't just... you help him and and do you know, do what you did. And so then there's a montage scene, sequence after that <laughs> where they put um, red panties on his head and did a little cut like peephole thing for him to like mm-hmm. practice with to like re to strengthen his eye dominance or whatever. And then did you notice the person there's some old lady in that scene that says um, she makes a comment about how he has panties on his head. And I think that was a reference from raising Arizona. It's got panties on his head. I don't oh. know if you noticed. Probably not. Cause you look no, very, I didn't. yeah, no. Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't, I didn't catch the reference. I did uh, see a reference. There was something. He said the word pigeon. And I was like, <laughs> did we go there again? <laughs> like, how many times can we bring up pigeons in every movie that we watch him in? But I didn't even write down the quote because I'm like, I don't even know if I want to bring it up. But here I am bringing mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> yeah, I thought about bringing that one up, too. But I think they were talking about, you know, how you like shoot clay pigeons. Yeah, to uh, practice shooting. Yeah. So I think it was something related to that. Because I almost wrote it down to you and I'm like, but maybe that's not the reference <laughs> yeah. they were trying to make. <laughs> yeah, that's just where our brains go. Yep. <laughs> World of pigeons out there. I hunt them, you shoot them. Yeah, so pretty much after his, um, you know, the montage with him getting trained and mm-hmm. balancing his eye dominance. And, you know, he gets tested again yep. for um, the... Uh, Black box was that? Are they call it the bag? Or no, the bag, the bag, yeah. 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 And um, and then he passes, and so mm-hmm. then now he's ready for war. <laughs> oh, not quite. First, he has to take Billy out to celebrate, and I thought they oh, were yeah. gonna go out. He's like, oh yeah, I I, I have passed the bag. You want to celebrate with me? And I thought they were just gonna go out for like a night, and she packs like an overnight bag or some shit. Yeah, like they really like packed for a big evening or something like to go out it just wasn't no and i don't get it because like in the movie like she keeps like showing that she's like not interested in Mm. him not interested in him Mm -hmm. uh jake not a chance uh (laughs) no thanks i don't think so jake i want you to stop this 
she helps him out that one time and then all of a sudden she's like okay yeah let's go for a fucking weekend together like yeah what like this doesn't make sense um yeah and so now they're lovers again apparently or whatever yeah oh yeah and then i guess we skipped over the part where like I don't know what they were doing, but Nick was in one helicopter and she was in another one and they were like doing some kind of like training. Oh, yeah. One of their many training exercises. And he is just sexually harassing her left and right (laughs) out there over the channel that everybody's listening to. And he's literally throwing them down, talking about how he. She likes it when he's on top and he's above her in his helicopter and just yeah. like Jake, where are you? I remember you like me on top. I know, yeah. And and she was just like it was just like a long scene of how many like innuendos can we like get in this? Like yeah. it felt like a lot. Like she's like Jake, you've still got your brains in your cockpit. Oh my god, let's stop. This is so bad. This is just like ugh. Very annoying to watch. But apparently that's what she likes because she ends up, you know, fucking him. (laughs) So I don't know. But yeah, it was very just abrasive and gross. And I just hate how that's how he got her eventually. And it was unwelcomed, but Mm -hmm. whatever. I've got a display of your tail that is just mind boggling. And then they have to get ready for the actual mission, which they're calling Operation Firebird, which is the title of the movie, basically. (laughs) And um, Brad, or Tommy Lee Jones, who had been asking, he, he wanted to go on this mission early on, but they're like, no, you're too important. Stay here and train our guys. We need you here. And so he kind of gave up on that, but... Then at the very last minute, they're like, no, we want you to come with and we want you to be a part of yeah. this. Like the very last minute. If I was his wife, I would be fucking pissed. Like for the real, whole time, not going, not going, not going. The right the last second. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go and get shot down over. Yeah. Here. I'd be like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, oh, but yeah, she she didn't react that way. I don't mm-hmm. even think, did we even get to see her nope. reaction? No, we never saw her reaction. Yeah. He gets to go, so it's all good good as gold. Um, but we also find out that Billy's going as well. And this yeah. pisses Nick Cage off. He gets so <laughs> pissed and possessive again about how, yeah. you know, he why can't she understand that he just wants her to be safe and he wants to protect her and whatever. But it's okay for him to go off and fight, you know, but yeah. it's not okay for her to do it. Exactly. And she's like, this is the career I want. Like, deal with it. Mm -hmm. But then it it was so annoying because there was kind of like these peaks and valleys with being independent woman and then like falling for Nick's bullshit. So Mm -hmm. like there's a scene like when they're actually off into the battle, you know, in South America, there's kind of like these um, bogeys attacking the, um, you know, American uh, pilots or whatever. And so... Like, she's off in a scene, and she's like, starts, like, I guess, getting attacked by someone. And she's like, oh, Jake, save my ass. I know. Bitch! Like, save yourself! Like, oh, that was so annoying. I know. It was so annoying. And 
Yeah, after that, she was pretty useless. I mean... Yeah, uh, yeah. When, when she... Because she lands um, and helps Tommy Lee Jones because his helicopter gets shot down. And who was the guy in the front seat? Rice? He was dead. Oh, Rice. Yeah. yeah. Rice, <laughs> he was yeah. like the Rice only one dead. that died. <laughs> yeah, Rice is dead. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones has two broken legs. And so she lands and he can't move. And he tells her to grab a couple of things out of the helicopter. And she doesn't know what the fuck he's asking her to grab. I'm like, girl, you're in the yeah. military. How do you not know what yeah. these things are? They're they're supposed to tell you, like, you're supposed to know all the pieces and parts that, you are, that you're going to yeah. come in contact with. You're supposed to know everything there. You're supposed to know how all that shit gets put together and how it works. And he has to explain yeah. it all to her. And uh, we don't know what she's doing. And he's telling her how to put... Like, putting something together, and shots are coming down on them, and she's putting together essentially a, like, a manual missile launcher, like a shoulder-held missile launcher, and she puts it together and aims it, and she still doesn't know what she's doing, and he's telling her all the way up until, like, unlocking it and shooting it, and she, I'm surprised, can he even aim it and shoot it? Like, how I know. heavy is that? <laughs> and, yeah, uh, <laughs> like, and she gets it on the first try. Manually yeah. aiming it and shooting it. Um, but she hits the other bogey and it goes down and Nick is out there going one on one with um <laughs> the, the boss man. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, Stoller out there and his co pilot breaker gets hit and can't shoot anymore and now it's really going down and Nick Cage just blasts his ass and, and <laughs> yeah. Stoller's ass, not breaker's ass. But uh yeah, he yeah. just kinda really <laughs> Uh, you know, kills the bad guy and wins the whole day. He becomes the hero and... Happy ending. Yep. And everybody reunites and then Phil Collins sings us out with Find a Way to My Heart. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie, right? Yep, that's it. So it was uh, very predictable, very whatever. The thing that I don't get to is like, you know, when... um. Billy was helping out um, Brad Little. Why the fuck was that, like, bogey even shooting at them? Their mission is to, you know, like, stop aerial threats. Once they, you know, take one down, they're not going to keep shooting at it once it's on the ground. Like, that is ridiculous. Like, I was just like, there is just no need for this scene. If that scene would have been cut, like, it wouldn't have been so stupid. It would have been at least a little bit better, but no, that scene was just completely unnecessary because Billy was fucking useless. It didn't make sense. And like, we all knew Brad Little was going to survive. Like, no Mm -hmm. surprise that, you know, the the side character was dead as fuck. And then here's Brad Little like, I don't have any scratches on my face, but apparently my two legs are broken. (laughs) Like, oh, it was just so bad. But yeah, it was not yeah. a good movie. Um, kind of glad that we're done with that one. Yeah, and I was glad that it was actually really short. I mean, it was it like was. only an hour and like 20 minutes or something. So it wasn't terrible. It didn't drag on too long. But yeah, <sighs> uh, one thing that I just just was thinking about towards um, towards the end, because when Nick is seeing the helicopter one of the other helicopters when he sees it get blown up or whatever he starts having like ptsd in the cockpit you know like 
why wasn't that a concern from the beginning? <laughs> he sees yeah. a bunch of dudes get blown up. His friends get blown up. And, you know, his friend Dobbs or whatever gets killed by Staller. And so after he kills Staller, he's like... That was for Dobbs. And, yeah. uh, but, like, how did he not have, like, serious PTSD you know, from that. How was that not a... I mean, obviously, it wasn't getting yeah. addressed in the 90s, but, like, I mean... Yeah. I can't imagine that he could just so easily, you know, go through all of that without having a serious mental break and maybe, like, killing somebody. It's so weird. There was kind of, like, a thing where, like, uh, there was a part where uh, Brad Little was kind of training Nick Cage... And I think he did something, uh, Nick Cage's character did something good. And then um, Brad Little's like, how do you feel? And he's like, I don't feel anything. And and then Brad Little was like, good. And so I don't know if there's just like that sense of like, he's tucking away his emotions so deep that like, (laughs) he just doesn't feel anything anymore or whatever. But I was like... Huh, this is the military. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's going to have some issues after this one. And I don't think their relationship's mm-hmm. going to last, him and Billy. No. Yeah, I don't think that one's going to gonna no last. No way. Long. Yeah. It was just a big old shit storm. But, I mean, if, what movie haven't we said that about? So. <laughs> I mean, I think it's not so much because I already like don't really like war movies, but like there are some war movies that are actually interesting and good. It was just the fact that this movie was just so boring and conventional Mm -hmm. and just predictable that it was just made it not a good film. Yeah, it was just full of bad one liners Um, Mm -hmm. and that scene where... uh, he was first flying in the Apache with Tommy Lee Jones, I think is one. Um, and he was, uh, it's the scene where he says, darn, of course. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. When he says darn, but the way he's chewing that fucking gum, he's just like <laughs> smacking it around so wildly. And yeah. And then when he, uh, in one of the other exercises when he like turns to the camera and offers Tommy Lee Jones gum from the inside of the training simulation or whatever. And he's like, how about you? Strawberry gum? No. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. It felt so forced. And like the thing was in the beginning, we saw him hardcore chewing gum. Was he chewing gum like towards the end too? Because I felt like that was kind of trying to like help, be a like a, a trait of his characters like I'm mm-hmm. the one that's always aggressively chewing gum <laughs> but then I didn't really see it toward the middle or the end of the film it was kind of just in the beginning like after that strawberry gum bullshit it was like that kind of like faded away and so mm-hmm. yeah maybe <sighs> he just didn't need it anymore maybe it was something <laughs> he was using to help himself focus or something yeah, I don't really know it was but it was gross God damn, what else can we talk about for this? Oh, man. Um, Ooh, this is going to be a short one, maybe, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Um, We we should try to think of, like, a hypothetical to ask each other related to the movie. Uh, Oh, I I don't know. I have to pee, 
So maybe we can think about it in a minute. <laughs> okay. I have to pee. All right. You think All about right, it. I'll brainstorm. Okay. All right. Dark. I wasn't very productive while you were gone. The only, the only place that my mind went was like, I would love to see Nick Cage's character be infatuated with another man instead of a woman. <laughs> like, how much more interesting would this story have been if his love interest was Breaker, his co-pilot? <laughs> Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, his his co-pilot got shot, you know, while they were um, in the air. And there goes the love of his life right before his eyes. like, And like, you know, just being gay in the military. Like, I just think it could have added a, an extra sense of flair. And also to see Nick Cage, like, you know, since he tries to be such a, like, masculine, like, ladies man. To try to see him embody a gay character, I think it would really challenge him <laughs> and his acting style. And Definitely. I think it would be interesting to watch. Yeah, It would, but I don't think he's ever going to or ever oh, had no. taken a role like that. So, Oh, no. Yeah, I don't see that ever happening. But I definitely f- <laughs> feel like he's, pro- he's pro- he was probably a... Uh, homophobic in his early years <laughs> i definitely could uh agree with that i feel like he um but yep i he he kind of gives off those vibes it was a very um you know masculine culture too that just being a, a guy you know in mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s it was always be tough tough dude yeah we could do what yes. kind of, you Google a quiz that says what kind of helicopter are you? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, because we wouldn't even know what that would mean. Mm-hmm. Like if we got results, it'd probably say like an H twelve QR seventy, and we'd be like, oh, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. The only thing I can even say about helicopters is that this one was called the Apache, which. You know, it wouldn't be cool these days if we were to call a helicopter <laughs> no. an Apache. Um, I think, aren't they still called Apaches? Like, I probably. think, but what the, what the fuck does the U.S. military care about being culturally, culturally sensitive? <laughs> yeah. I know. So. I know. Um, I was going to ask if you had to fight in any war, what one would it be? But that's probably not a good question. No, that's a terrible question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or, okay, what about, like, if you had to take any, like, position in the war, like, assuming that, like, you could acquire any of the necessary skills, like, needed to do that, like, what would it be? You know, like, a, a nurse, a pilot, infantry, um, uh, whew, what else is there? <laughs> oh, like, the missile launchers, a tank driver, driver, oh, that doesn't sound right, um, you know, uh, I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do any of it. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> um. So, oh, oh, oh! No, 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 no! Okay. I know it. Um, there's a spot in the military where people are in charge of taking um care of the um active duty soldiers' pets. So they are responsible for, like, providing them, you know, veterinary services while they're, you know, 
away. I remember a King of the Hill episode about this one where yeah. where Hank takes in a cat and Bill takes in a golden retriever. Yes. 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 So that would probably be the best suited job for both of us. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. <laughs> That's a great way to serve our country, supporting our enlisted men one dog at a time. If you were going to join any branch of the military... Which one would you rather choose? Would you join the Navy, the Marines, the Air Force, um, the Army? Uh, what's the National Guard? Um, mm. Is that all of them? Did I hit them all? Probably I not. Think so, the big ones, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I'm I'm thinking about the outfits because right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the navy, but don't they wear all white? No, they don't. They wear <laughs> or, like blues or is that, and oh, that, is, that might be the Coast Guard. Maybe that's the one that you were missing. Oh, Coast Guard, yes. Is the Coast Guard um, separate from Girl, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was part of something else. I don't know. Okay, that hold was on. Part Coast of the Navy. Guard. <laughs> I yeah I don't know okay so Coast Guard uniforms are blue, um, Navy uniforms they're no. white, oh. or they they're white or they're blue camouflage. I think they have like um, formal wear and like yeah <laughs> I you know I yeah. I should know more about this because my supervisor is in the army and he talks of. I once listened Ooh. to him talk about the, the different uniforms that he's had to wear for like 20 minutes and I couldn't tell you anything he said because I was zoned the <laughs> fuck out. I was like, dude, I don't care about the 20 different shit yeah. uniforms you had to wear or whatever. Honestly, if you want to keep talking just to to fill the, the, the air in the room, like, go for it, but don't expect a response from me. Yep. <laughs> Like, I got nothing to say about the military. Um, I would probably go Navy or Air Force, just because I feel like... I was thinking more, like, along the lines of, like, what you'd actually want to do. Like, because I know you were into, <laughs> like, you know, Marine stuff. I'm not saying joining yeah. the Marines is equivalent, but joining the Navy would be, I think, more equivalent, being out on the water. Yeah, definitely. But that's where my mind was going, not towards the outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because maybe, like, you could see whales when you're on a Navy ship or something mm-hmm. cool like that, or some dolphins, like, swimming up by you. Um, I don't know. I just think that the Air Force, I think they're the smartest, but I guess that's a reason for me not <laughs> not to be part of that group. <laughs> I don't think I could be in the Air Force because my vision's so bad. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that counts you out. So where yeah. are you going to, where are you going to end up? I'd probably end up uh, maybe the National Guard or the Marines. National Guard because I feel like you do the least amount of work in the National Guard. Um, yeah. The Marines because if I wanted to go all out and go like black ops or some shit, I think you have to go Marines for that. Um, I I have heard that the Marines are like the, the butt of the joke. Like they're apparently the ones that eat crayons. Crayons. Oh. <laughs> I don't know anything because, like, about the military. I've, I've just seen memes about it. Okay. I can't verify, but I've seen like a lot of memes that say, "Oh, there's a picture of crayons," and then a picture of like a U.S. Uh, Marine saying, "Like yummy." <laughs> so, I don't know. I, 
<laughs> obviously they're more brave and talented than us and we're not trying to talk shit but like we're yeah. just trying to make i still wouldn't join i still wouldn't ever so you're telling me that we don't you don't have a future as a black op and i don't have a future as a navy seal <laughs> no all right well that sounds less like less work so i'm i'm okay with that well, now that we are officially terrorists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, um, nobody's listening to this. And anybody who's actually hardcore military, if they got this far into our podcast, <laughs> I don't know what, what they were thinking. But Okay, so let's talk about what we're going to watch next time. Yeah, I think our next episode's going to be even shorter because what oh, we are me. watching is... Um, the Industrial Symphony Number no. One, The Dream of the Brokenhearted, which is mm. um, <laughs> very different from what we've been doing. So it's an experimental concert film. Uh, it opens with uh, a man breaking a woman's heart over the phone, and the whole rest of it is her nightmarish subconscious mind. Yeah. I guess. Okay. I don't know. Um, do you think Nick Cage is going to sing in this? No, I think it's silent. Oh. <laughs> huh. Uh, I think it's interpretive dancing. I mean, like... Oh, shit. I... Yeah. Maybe there is singing, but... Yeah, it doesn't I sound really... like... I think there's going to be a lot of dancing and music. All right. But it's on YouTube. It's less than an hour altogether. Um, Sweet. It's going to be a very short one. But uh, Nick plays the heartbreaker, so. No surprise there. Mm. He is a heartbreaker. What can we say? Yep. He breaks our hearts with all these bad movies he keeps making. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a thing we can do. We can rank uh, Firebirds. (laughs) Ah, Okay, well, the most important thing is this above. I can't even remember the name. What's it called? Uh, The fish. Rumblefish. Rumblefish, yeah. I'd say it's above Rumblefish. I think For so. For watchability, <laughs> definitely above Rumblefish. Yeah. I would rewatch this movie if I had to over mm-hmm. Rumblefish. I, yeah. If I had to choose yeah. over the other. Rewatchability, yeah. Um, um, would you rather have to watch rumblefish over once or watch this movie over five times well how is that equivalent (laughs) (laughs) because it's shown (laughs) i was gonna say would you rather have to rewatch rumblefish or get shot in the foot but i was like that's a little extreme (laughs) obviously watch rumblefish i mean like if we're talking about how much time it's gonna take to watch the the Nick, the uh, Firebirds of <laughs> five times versus watching Rumblefish yeah, okay. once. Well, that was all I could think of on the spot. <laughs> it wasn't um, very good, but but I would say I would watch Firebirds again before I watch Time to Kill again. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, is it better than Never on a Tuesday? Never on Tuesday. Damn it! <laughs> is it better than Never on Tuesday? <laughs> As far as Nick Cage goes, there's more of him. Yeah. But that's the only perk. 
It's hard. Mm-hmm. But next above that's the Cotton Club. Yeah, I would say it's hard. I think it's either above or below Never on Tuesday, but I don't know what mm-hmm. one. If it's better than Never on a Tuesday. <laughs> I would say it's probably not. I'd say it's probably below Never on uh, Never on Tuesday. <laughs> All right. It's ranked. I put yeah. it below just for fun. <laughs> what a fun thing this oh, is. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I guess until next time, uh, fly high, friends. Piss perfect. Nobody wants to watch this movie. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless, you know, the true patriots out there, but then they'll just watch the movie and not listen to our podcast. So it doesn't oh, matter. They'll probably just watch, uh, Top Gun anyways. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>